Shakir Mukamadulan makes his debut. William Eklund has two points. And the Sharks lose. Plus, I check in on the Barracuda where Thomas Portolo returns. But Daniel Gushin is knocked out. So all that and more on today's episode. Your Locked On Sharks. Your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen, probably part of the Locked on Network. We cover your team every day, and if you want to be in every day, all you have to do is just follow wherever you get podcasts, or you can watch this on YouTube as well. And we're going to be catching up on the all that was in uh, Sharks hockey this weekend. We're going to talk about the Sharks' 5-2 loss to the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, and then checking on the Barracuda as they split their weekend series against the uh, Calgary Wranglers. Um, I know this is the biggest news event to come out of, uh, at least sporting event to come out of uh, the Bay Area this weekend. Congrats to the Niners as they're uh, heading to the Super Bowl again. Um this time we got to do it, Niners. We got to do it this time, this time Niners. Um, so uh, make sure you guys are checking out Lockdown Niners if you have not. Um, yeah. So, um, but you're here. Talk about the tank. We're going to be talking about the tank uh, and where the Sharks currently set out and all the young kids, because that's what we care about is how do the young kids look. Um, so before we do all that, do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you guys by FanDuel. Uh, make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets. If your best bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. So, uh, the Sharks lose 5-2 to two to the Buffalo Sabres on Saturday. Uh, I went to this game, brought my boys, had a blast love a nice one o'clock afternoon game um uh, because one i don't get home at like 1 30 in the morning um and two just kind of a nice day the boys and i had a good time um it was pride day excellent all around um sharks they kill it when they when it comes to the kind of the pride celebration um really fun time my boys had a blast the bucket hats are great um but sharks lose five to two shakir mukmadulon makes his debut um, and Eklund had two points. I think those are those are the big things we're taking out of this game. Um, because again, I believe the children are our future. Um, let's start with McMadon and his his first game. I thought he looked pretty good overall. Um, you know, you can see he's continuing to work on, you know, just kind of his situational awareness. I don't want to say hockey IQ, but like I think for him it's just the reps, right? The reps, rep, continuing to play more and more. And you're seeing that time in the AHL has really paid off for him. Um, you know, he had three shots on goal this game, and you could see what he did in the offense. And I thought in the offense he was actually – it felt like he was a little rushed. And they, I think, again – a lot of nerves playing in your first NHL game. I totally get that. I, I think it needs to show a little bit more patience, but you have to feel pretty good about the way he played in this game. And it was nice to see David Quinn kind of not afraid. I actually, I really like David Quinn putting him out there to start the game just to kind of get it out of the way. Right. And that way he's not kind of sitting there and waiting and, you know, on the bench and stuff. And I, I liked 
that he put him out there right away. Let's get this over with. Let's, you know, and I think Mukumadulin, you know, kind of, a, I would assume he probably appreciated that. It's like, let's just get this over with um, and get that out there. And, you know, he, he said after the game where he felt there were, you know, the speed between the AHL and the NHL isn't too much different. It's just the skill, right? And the guys in the NHL are just much more tactical. Um, they're able to use that that kind of space and timing much better. And But the game didn't look too big for him. And that's a very talented uh, Sabres forward group. And I thought McComb Dillon handed himself pretty well in this game. And um, it'll be, I assume he'll probably be up until the All-Star break will be my guess. And then when Henry Thrun comes back, um, I assume they'll probably send him back down at least in, until the trade deadline. But this kind of gives them a nice little taste of like, here's, here's the NHL. We'll send you back for another month. Okay. Now you know exactly what, what you're facing here coming up. And then that way, after the trade deadline, we want you up here full time for the last, you know, month and a half. Um, that way you can kind of continue to get ready. And then next year you're a full time NHL player. That's, I assume that's what's probably going to be the run. But, um, you know, I, I th- you think as Sharks fans, we have to feel pretty positive about, like, Mukamadolin looks like he's going to be something for the Sharks. And whether that's, you know, a really good two defenseman or, you know, running your second power play or whatever, um, it, it looks like Mukamadolin is going to be something for the Sharks. And they need to try to win as many of these, uh, you know, all, all on these kind of bets they need to win some of these uh, to really kind of feel good about their future. But, um, and then our boy slippery Pete, William Eklund uh, had two assists, uh, both five V five. And I thought you, you're seeing Eklund since again, Quinn, another nice, I, I think the moving Eklund down to the third line um, has been really smart and it's given Eklund a chance to, I'd say breathe, but you're kind of facing a little bit lesser competition, right? Um, and then you're you're kind of you're you're not facing the top competition. And I think Eklund has has responded well to this. And uh, the no, no, nice thing about Quinn is if Eklund's having a good game, like he did on Saturday, um, he moves him up. Right by the end of the game, he's playing with uh, Couture um, and and Barabanov. Like that's what you want to see, right? Is is putting your young players in a position to succeed. And I think this is something that Quinn, I think has really learned from his time with the Rangers. And yes, this is a much different team. Um, that Rangers team, I think had a lot more stars and those players, you know, were, were much younger that he was kind of dealing with. Um, but I think it's good to see a guy like Eklund, you know, kind of take the, the challenge of kind of being on the third line, um, but then also responding well with it. And then David Quinn, whenever he does, um, you know, see Eklund's having a good game, he rewards him for that. And I think it'll be interesting to see as this team kind of gets decimated by the trade deadline um, where Eklund kind of finishes this season here. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, Again, Quinn's been kind of smart. I think this is a big kind of learning moment for Quinn, especially with kind of handling these young players. Um, and, you know, even looking at a guy like Henry Thrun, who I know is uh, out right now, but sending him down to the AHL, you know, he said that he spent a lot of time with Redeem Shimmick, right? Redeem Shimmick, who's been through a lot. Um, you know, it was once considered like the future or one of the future pieces of the Sharks um, defensive core, you know, has battled injuries, has kind of been in and out of the lineup. He's been through 
coaching staffs where he kind of lost trust in them. Like there's a lot you can learn from a guy like Redeem Shimmick. And I think um, kind of having a guy like Thrun learn from that, go play in the AHL, get used to playing in the NA, you know, kind of up to, with this speed and then come back. And Thrun's been really, really great since he's come back um, from the Barracuda. And I think, you know, as much as I've given Quinn a lot of issues with his decision making and, you know, and kind of his lineups and stuff like that, I think with the way he's handled the young players has really kind of improved, especially even since last year. Um, and, you know, especially since his time with the Rangers. And I think he's putting some of these young guys in a position to succeed. Um, so going forward, um, you know, We'll, we'll continue to see it as this team is uh, soon going to be probably, uh, like I said, decimated by the trade deadline, hopefully, right? At least sending out some of their uh, veteran guys to get back more draft picks slash prospects. Um, but, you know, I, I think if, if Eklund, right, this is a kind of, I know it's not his technically his rookie year, uh, but if Eklund can continue to grow, Next year he's going to come in, be like an established top six guy. You think the roster is going to improve depending on free agency, uh, winning the draft lottery, young players continuing to kind of grow and develop. Like Eklund's kind of that first piece. And I think you're seeing the development and his growth. And um, again, two points, very, both uh, very nice assisted defenseman, Vlasic and Ruda. If you're getting Vlasic and Ruda scoring uh, opportunities, you got to be doing something right. So um, yeah, um, the perfect Sharks game, Shakir Mukmadun looks good. William Eklund looks good. And the Sharks lose five to uh, five to two. So yeah, that's like the perfect Sharks game right there. That's, that's the formula right now. Um, so we're going to dig into the numbers of this game, uh, kind of look at which players stood out, which players, um, you know, which lines kind of struggled. So we'll dig into all that here in just one second. Drive, passion, and patience, but bring home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. There are 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that whim. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers. All right, so let's dig into the numbers behind this game. Um, and kind of a very interesting game. I feel like even though the Sharks scored the two early goals, it kind of felt like the Sabres were in control of the first period. Um, and then the, even though the Sabres scored like the next three, the Sharks were kind of in control and kind of owning, you know, more shots, et cetera, et cetera, just not able to take advantage of that and kind of giving up opportunities that the Sabres took advantage of. Um, then it was pretty even, I think for the most part between the two, uh, I think the Sabres also were able to kind of sit in the lead a little bit and, and squash any of the Sharks hope there. But um, at 50 minutes of five V five time in this game, 
Shot attempts were 60 to 58 in favor of the Sharks. Uh, Corsi 4, 50.85 to 49.15 in favor of the Sharks. Um, shots 4, um, actual shots on goal, excuse me, uh, 30 to 22. So the Sabres did a really good job of kind of limiting actual shots on goal. They were giving up shot attempts, but they weren't letting those shots get on goal. Scoring chances, 23 to 28 in favor of the Sabres, and then 8 to 13 high danger chances. Uh, 3.13 to 1.78 expected goals for in favor of the Sabres. So that kind of goes back to that. Um, the Sabres were, they were kind of giving up a little bit more shot attempts, but they were really getting quality over quantity um, compared to the Sharks. And, you know, looking at like the shot map, it was very much like right in front of Capo Kakinen's, uh grill there. Like he, he had to make a lot of, Big time saves in this game, and uh, we'll dig into his numbers a little bit here later. But um, it w- the Sharks were kind of pushed out a little bit more to the perimeter, while the Sabres were really kind of able to drive home. And you saw a lot of kind of forward just kind of coming into the paint and doing what they wanted to do uh, in this game. That's something the Sharks are really going to get- continue to clean up. Um, I know they have a lot of moving pieces in the defense but um as for the four line so they're gonna be a little bit funky this game uh because Tomas hurdle did leave for the entire second period did come back in the third period which is good um so the numbers are a little bit funky when it comes out as they're trying to 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 adjust without our hurdle in the lineup but um so you had zettelin hurdle hoffman um barabanov couture duclair eklund sturm cunning and the zadina carpenter bailey bailey also got benched for basically the entire second period so you were down two forwards for the most part of the second period uh between a benching and then between hurdles injury um but the hurdle line played 10 55 13 to 14 shot attempts um actual shots was seven to five in favor of that line 0.51 0.51 to 0.46 expected goals for uh, five to five scoring chances, two to one high danger chances. Um, so pretty solid line, especially again with how good this Buffalo or how talented uh, this Buffalo forward group is. They, they kind of did a fair job of, of, you know, kind of keeping up with them. Um, the Barabanov Couture Duclair line played 957, 11 to 14 shot attempts, two to eight actual shots. Um, did give up a goal, 0.16 to 0.71. Um, expected goals for two to six scoring chances and one to three high danger chances um, with six three five zone starts. And I'm curious with Couture, right? I think the first kind of game was a lot of adrenaline. You know, your first game back. I'm curious to see now that he's, you know, a couple games in how he settles in here. And, you know, I think a lot of times, too, when coming off injuries where it takes, you know, 10 games or so to really kind of maybe feel like yourself again. Look at Barabanov, right? Um, came back from his injury. Yeah, he might have scored that first game back, but it wasn't, you know, until a couple weeks later where it's like, oh, yeah, there's the Barabanov we know and love. Um, and I think Barabanov really kind of turned his game around the past couple of weeks. But you wonder with the uh, sorry, with Couture, maybe he might also kind of luck out here a little bit with the all-star break. And then everyone's going to kind of be back at, 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 you know, the same level coming out of it. So just curious to see Couture, especially in these two, these back-to-back games, how, how he continues to kind of go from here so uh zadina carpenter bailey played 610 um nine to eight shot attempts two to six actual shots uh 
zero goals for did uh, and gave up a goal 0.12 to 0.26 expected goals um, three to three scoring chances zero to two high danger chances um, four 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 zone starts and then Eklund Sturm Cunnan played 551 nine to seven shot attempts three to four actual shots uh, two to one goals for thank you Mr. Eklund uh, 0.18 to 0.67 expected goals for um, three to five scoring chances two to two high danger chances uh, with one one four zone starts so and then the lines are really mixed up so we didn't really kind of see where everyone kind of landed there with, with the middle um as for Corsi four um for the defenseman uh jan ruda led the way um 25 shot attempts for 20 allowed 55.56 uh vlasic 21 to 7 55.26 uh Dolan 26 to 22 uh 54.17 this is at 5v5 uh and then Ty Emerson who also made his return 1901 minutes played uh 5v5 22 to 23 48.89 Ahochuk 15 to 16 48.39 and then Burroughs 11 to 18 37.93 um and Burroughs wasn't my favorite games from them. I thought they, they kind of struggled um, together. So it'll be interesting to see as guys get healthy and where, where they kind of, how Queen kind of manages this. And I, I think Mookum Dolan and Ruda are probably going to be a thing right now. Um, I think because Ruda veteran guy, it was a little bit of Russian. I, um, so I think he's able to kind of communicate with him, just that kind of that nice steady presence, right? We saw Ruda play with Thrun. I think just having that kind of steady presence with a guy like Mookum Dolan, is good to see right now. Um, Vlasic has played really well. So far, you know, I think he's strung together a couple of good weeks of, of play here. Um, and then Ty Emerson, I, I really love Ty Emerson's game and want to see him can just stay healthy, right? I think he can kind of fill in for the Mario Ferraro slot right now. Um, not be Mario Ferraro, but I think he can kind of fill in right now um, while Ferraro's out. And if those guys get back, I think the Sharks, the Sharks have a lot of young, exciting pieces here. Um, they still need that one D going forward um the sharks have a lot of young exciting pieces here going um defensively so um and then our dude capo kakinen um in all situations so he made 31 saves on 35 shots four goals against expected goals against was 3.6 so right around you know uh where you would kind of expect 886 save percentage um nine so he made seven uh high danger saves on nine high danger shots eight mid danger saves on 10 mid danger shots um and then 16 of 16 for the low danger saves there um uh, capo again i think the defense didn't really help him out a lot i, I think he kind of Again, he had a lot of a lot of pressure up front uh, there, and there's probably one he maybe wants back. Um, but I think overall, you know, it wasn't Kapokakinen's best game, but it wasn't his worst game. It was a pretty average game from Kapokakinen. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think though, kind of what you expect, right? The perfect. The young players looked looked good, um, and the Sharks lose uh, to kind of keep up with the the tank standings right now. So, uh, which are right now, Chicago is in the lead just because of um, 
point percentage. They've played one more game than San Jose. So San Jose loses these next two. They'll go into the all-star break uh, with the the lead, at least going to all-star break with a game or uh, then Chicago will have a game in hand um, to play. So um, going forward, but Atlanta, oh, Columbus, Columbus. We got to keep an eye on Columbus here. Uh, the bottom is falling out. We'll talk about Columbus a little bit tomorrow. So, um, so yeah, pretty solid. Again, fun game. Afternoon games at the tank are, are really fun. Good time. So uh, shout out to people who, who, came out and said hi uh recognize me it's really weird when people recognize me uh, but it's a good time and thank you guys for again supporting the show and doing what you guys do to because i'm just an idiot with a microphone so um we're going to continue we're going to dig in onto the barracudas weekend um as they split their series against the calgary uh wranglers we're going to talk about e2 makanemi who looks really good on friday night uh bordelo's return and daniel gushin uh getting knocked out so uh gonna do all that here in just one second right now the super bowl is going to be it's been decided who's going to be playing we got the chiefs we got the Niners. Congratulations, Bay Area. Um, and if you want to celebrate the Super Bowl, you can do it on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite uh, football snacks, and placing some super bets. Um, I always, there's always so many dumb bets that I really enjoy. Um, I always like, for some reason, I like the Gatorade one um, because, yeah, like, it's such a weird thing to bet on, but it's so much fun. Um, I think you're going to have to go red. Red's got to be a heavy favorite, right, with both teams being a red color. Um, but I also do love in this making prop bets, right? Um, guys, if they're going to score a touchdown, over, under, all that stuff. And FanDuel's got you covered uh, because you can score, pick, like, maybe Christian McCaffrey's going to score a touchdown. Christian McCaffrey's going to score a touchdown because Christian McCaffrey always scores a touchdown. Um, you can bet uh, the over, under on the game. Whatever you want, FanDuel has, blows it out for the Super Bowl bet. So, uh, new customers, join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports partner of the NFL. All right, let's finish up uh, and talk about the CUDA again. Split their weekend series. Shutout. 30 saves uh, shutout from E2 Makanemi on Friday night. And I think that was one of the best performances we've seen from Makanemi uh, in Teal. He's wearing teal. Uh, yep. Because sorry, Saturday they were in the pink, uh, pink in the ring. But um, good to see, right? And especially with Nagus Corona being hurt, Corona kind of taking the reins. But McEnany has now started to kind of string together a couple good performances, and it puts. You're, I'm still a little worrisome, especially if the Sharks trade away either Mackenzie Blackwood or Capo Kakinen about kind of giving E2 McEnany the the backup spot right now um just because one his injury history um hasn't been great the past two years and two he's looked he's been very uneven this year um and i hate to send him up there and then he just gets 
crushed, right? Um, kind of what we saw from Magnus Krona this year, just kind of let out to the, you know, just kind of fed to the wolves um, type of, of situation. So I still think, again, I still think if the Sharks do trade one of those, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Aaron. I have for some reason I have this really weird fearing, feeling that Aaron Dell is going to be back on the Sharks um this season um you, like you can throw a seventh round pick to the kings and then trade for him and sign him to for an nhl deal um i don't know why i just have this really weird feeling but um i would ex- i would expect if one of those guys gets traded the sharks go out and get a veteran who can kind of come in and hold down the four that we are not asking these guys to kind of to to play but um Good for McAnemy, right? We we want to see him now. Can you continue to string these games together? Um, and maybe he just has the Calgary's number. He's had two shoutouts this year, and they're both against Calgary. Um, so we'll see how he continues to go. Um, I thought Romanov played pretty well. He's one one goal that he really wants back um, again on the second night when they lost three to two. But uh, Romanov, though, his confidence had to be like shattered going into this game. And good to see him kind of bounce back, especially after getting pulled the last couple of times he'd been playing. Um, but they had no option because um, McAnemy was to Cronus out right now. McAnemy was ill. So they had an e-bug backup goalie um, for this game as they, they lost three to two. So um, other big news coming out was Daniel Gushin was knocked out of Friday's game. He played the first period and then did not return. Didn't play on Saturday, uh, upper body injury. Don't know if he's going to make it for the all-star game. So we'll, we'll kind of keep an eye on that. Um, but if he's out for an extended period of time, it's, ugh, it's tough because Gushin has been playing really well for the Barracuda. And I really excited to see him get a, a an extended run on the, the sharks because I think he has been the most deserving guy um, on the Barracuda this year to kind of, uh, especially of the prospects to kind of get that long-term run and kind of getting himself geared up to be an NHL player next season. Uh, because Gushin's good, man. Gushin's really good. As for Bordelow, made his return after missing 11 games and comes out and scores a goal. Um, again, Bordelow, I think, can he... We just seem to start stringing these games together, and and you know, especially if Gushin's out, this is an opportunity for Bordelow to kind of take the reins, right? And if you look at that 2020 draft class right now, uh, it's very much Gushin and then everybody else, right? Uh, Robbins has looked better since coming back from his injury. Um, Bordelow has kind of came in hot, at least beginning of last year and beginning of this year, and then kind of cooled off. Um, and you know, now transitioning from center to wing. You know, Ozzy Weisblatt has been hurt. Um, Brandon Coe has been inconsistent. Like it's very much um Gushin is going to kind of if Gushin pops, um, you know, I think that we can it'll change how we feel about this 2020 draft class, but it's been you've been waiting for somebody to pop here. So, um, but for Bordelow, right, this is a chance for him to kind of get back into the game with it, especially if Gushin is out for a while. And I'm curious to see how he continues to play. Um, very nice goal. Great shot. Um, had a couple of other opportunities too on Saturday night's game. Um, but I like to continue to, his creativity, right? That creativity just, it's, it's hard. To, you, you can't teach that. Um, so I'm hoping he gets a kind of, String some games together that way we, we can see him on the Sharks this season. So, um, especially after the trade deadline. So, 
Overall, though, I mean, the CUDA are running out of time here to kind of make a push. I think they're 10 points back from a playoff spot right now. Um, you know, they have two more games. Uh, they play Abbotsford on Friday and Saturday before the All-Star break. Um, and Abbotsford has been really good this year. Uh, I think they're where they at in the uh, standings. I think they're near the top, if I recall correctly, uh, as I pull it up right now. But Abbotsford has been really good, and I think and the CUDA – really need to try to steal these games. Uh, Abbotsford is fourth right now in the standings, uh, tied for third with 49 points. Um, so, yeah, the Cooter really need to try to steal <laughs> steal a couple of these games if they want to get back into the uh, playoff conversation. Um, you know, there's basically 30 games left. Um, this, You know, there's 30 games left for the – 31 games left for the Cuda, and they, they, they got to – you got to start stringing. You need a long winning streak to kind of put yourself back in the conversation here and getting, getting winning two against Abbotsford um, before it would be huge for, for them to kind of get back into this conversation. So um, that's going to be it for me today. We'll be back tomorrow uh, to discuss some more trade deadline stuff. So uh, make sure you guys are following wherever you get podcasts. And of course you can watch on YouTube as well. You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at locked on sharks. Follow me on Twitter at my fry hole until tomorrow. Bye friends.